well, been, and I've been not grouchy, but just kind of low energy. Yeah. It's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And so that means all the stores are having sales. So I feel like I had to do a bunch of online shopping, which just drains my energy. Yeah. Because right now we're in a stage of design. We're, yes. we're in a construction and design and decision-making stage of designing a space and trying to balance form and function. Mm-hmm. And we bring different values to that. And we play different roles even within our company to find that balance. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I used to be all about form, but obviously your business can't run without function. So I try to find something that's a mix of both form and function now. Well, and what el- what also sort of complicates it is even though you are high on form and I'm high on function for the most part, we're also wired differently when it comes to costs. Yes. And I yes. will look at something and say, yeah, cut the check. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like. It's so annoying. Spend, spend, I, it's so annoying. In our relationship, you know, at every level, I, I'm the spender. Yes. Unless there, there are sometimes you will see something that's just so overwhelmingly beautiful to you, like it's, it's a full body yes, and it's a yeah. money is no object, like you know. <laughs> what? How much did I spend on that one on the mirror? You were so mad know. about it. It was like a a four to six hundred dollar mirror, and you lost your mind. But I was like, I've already forgotten about it. it Thanks was for bringing just it back up. Perfect. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> which one is it? If it was so perfect, do you remember which mirror it was? Yes, in the boys when we redid the boys' bathroom. So a mirror that you don't mirror. even use. A mirror, a mirror I don't use, and they're boys. They probably barely even use it either. So you feel regret or complete no, no. satisfaction? Complete over satisfaction. <laughs> No regrets. No regret on that one. Okay. Um, okay, so you said that there are sales kind of happening right now, which helps get you from sort of a conceptual phase into a pull-the-trigger sort of Well, moment. I'm definitely not there yet. It's really, I've been not feeling overly creative. I think it's because we just did this last year so we just opened a store last year and now we're opening another one and so I feel like some of my creative energy is is low right now um like when I went walked into Newburgh I knew immediately like how I wanted it to look on the inside and Mm -hmm. it's taking me longer here it's taking me walking in and just kind of staring and looking around and which annoys me because I want to immediately know what I want to do and then I just went on a huge like Pinterest rabbit hole today, just pinning things, going back through my pins, going through old pins and just um, seeing if anything struck me. But would you say that that was brought about like the, the the pressure to sort of make a decision was brought about by like sort of a financial, Yeah, yeah. like you believe that if you make this decision this weekend, you're going to get a deal. I I did. I, I did pull the trigger on one thing. I bought um, a bunch of wall sconces that will kind of be throughout the dining room. And there's, I think I bought 18 of them and they were half price. So I've been looking at them for a while. So, yeah. So it was like buying nine. Wait, no, it was like buying 36. 
I can't do the math. <laughs> That's I'm not why sure. I'm the accountant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, it was motivated by that. And then today, um, I've actually been home on a Saturday, so that was unusual. And yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely. I mean, it sounds it sounds terrible to say I'm tired of shopping, but I'm definitely over shopping. Yeah. But again, going back to once you made that decision based on like, hey, there's a sale. It's a limited time offer. You made that decision. Do you feel peace with that decision or are you guessing it? Yeah, I felt so for me when I design a space, it's very much like an evolution. So I'll pick one thing which will then change or dictate everything else after that. So it was like I made one decision, which means we're one sure. step closer to how like the end product. Like is uh, like an anchor habit. Uh, once once you have that habit sort of built, you can attach other ones to it. Yeah, yeah. So was this decision, this purchase decision, one of those anchor things, or or it's just so good that you can work it into the design yeah, around I the anchor like later? I could go multiple different ways, and it will still look good. So that was a that was also a good thing. Like I'm not trying to do anything too crazy, like a really super crazy tile that then I would hate in two years, or I'd have to buy really specific things to try to match it. So I'll try to go like I tend to be very like minimalist and clean lines and neutrals, and then I might add pops of color and like wallpaper or something that I can change. So. In this situation, you are both kind of responsible and and usually inspired to do the design, mm-hmm. and you're the one who kind of manages the budget and has a sense of you know what our cash flow situation is like and what is more or less appropriate to spend on certain elements of uh, design, balancing their form and their function and blah blah blah. And so when you see something, you like. You, you can kind of pull the trigger and because you know how much money is in, in the accounts and you've sort of made that calculation. So I feel like I usually ask you first. Uh, okay. It's, it's a curse, like a courtesy, but <laughs> <laughs> also a curse. Um, I'm probably, if I really like it, I'm probably going to get it no matter what. Yeah. So that's, there's not that many decisions that we make that were like this, but um, we've had some real fights over design yeah. over the years. In fact, when we were doing our first location, like it almost finished us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember how resolute you were in this fight. To me, it was just kind of like a normal fight. It was like <laughs> no. you were all about form and I was all about function. And you looked at me like... I hate you. <laughs> and you use the H word. And, and I was like, okay, she's, she's pissed off now, but she, she'll be fine later. Um, we, I mean, it hasn't, we haven't had anything like that in a while, especially not over something design related. Yeah. But talk about how it feels for me to sort of move into, I feel like for me recently, maybe in the last year, I've started to value form a lot more and just sort of elevated like beauty as sort of a core value. Beauty, truth, freedom, love, like like it's 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 a it's a big value for me now of like just recognize what beauty brings all on its own. So form, form versus function, I'm 
I'm with you on team form. But if my taste is expensive, your accountant CFO, you know, role kind of kicks mm, in. It's usually that I just don't like your taste. Oh, okay. So it's it's <laughs> so I like that piece of art you just ordered for the oh, house. Oh, I know that. It's okay. so bright and primary colors, and it is not me it's at not all. It's not primary it colors. Is, it's like blue and red and yellow. Was it the Arizona flag? I don't know. That would be nice. It actually might be similar to that on a flag. That's some good psychology you just did right there. It's getting sent to the basement. Oh, man. Where all <laughs> the non-matching artwork goes. <laughs> but it, uh, but it's like it's two pieces of artwork. It's like a sun rising on one side and like a sun setting on the other. And our building is such to where like you have an east side and a west side and... We could have this sort of motif. Here we go with the imagery and the making meaning out of Okay, okay. Well, then how about, okay, scrap that. Forget the sunrise and the sunset, even though it's natural. It's, <laughs> let's go with, how about the sun and the moon? Uh-huh. So we got Honeymoon Coffee Company, the moon. That's one that side of the building. That doesn't mean that I want to decorate with those things. And then evansville coffee company has sort of a motif of like the rays of the sun with its with its current logo yeah i i get it i i'm actually anti-theme <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just on a completely opposite spectrum as you so it's it's actually if not i accurate. would let you i feel like all that you would buy would be artwork <laughs> with moons and <laughs> crescent moons and sunrises hexagons. and hexagons and You're we would right. just be a complete mess. You're probably right. No, no, it's good that you you rein you rein that in. <laughs> I um, send it to the basement. Okay, but so I'll, I'll give you that on the art, but let's talk about the roaster yeah. because we have this unique situation to where. A piece of roasting equipment, this is roasting coffee beans, is both highly functional and there are, you know, levels of, of beauty within how these machines are designed. And it does tend to correspond, the, the price kind of corresponds with, you know, its beauty and its quality. And we have uh, a machine that we are close to maybe purchasing. I guess we'll, well find we out. Well, we got to work out the function part. Yes, so we need to make sure that this machine can can it, it be placed in our workflow. And right now we have um, eight foot ceilings in the room that we're wanting to put the roaster in, and that's not tall enough. The Honeymoon Coffee Company podcast is brought to you by the Evansville Coffee Company. ECC is the roasting arm of our business, where we roast and ship single origin limited edition, and legacy coffee blends all over the country from Evansville, Indiana. We also white label custom blends for different partner brands, and today's featured blend is from none other than our podcast partner, Wally Opus. Wally Opus is a record label and artist management company based in Evansville, now offering podcast production services to their mix. They came to us to explore developing a bright, everyday kind of coffee blend, and in our second round of coffee cupping, we found it. The appropriately named Perfectly Imperfect blend combines Ethiopian and Costa Rican coffees in a magical way that elicited a full body yes from all of us around the table. Check out Wally Opus and their lineup of artists at wallyopus.com or use the promo code PODCAST5 for 5% off your order of the Perfectly Imperfect blend at evansvillecoffee.com. Cheers.
So it's like this weird reversal of roles where yeah. I'm pushing on are, like, it's true. look how beautiful this thing is. <laughs> look at the quality of the craftsmanship. This is going to be a showcase. People are going to walk in. They're going to be immediately impressed on our appreciation of beauty. And Jessica is pushing back that and saying, a little hoity-toity. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm, what do you attribute my newfound appreciation of form to? I don't know. I feel like it started when you started reading that book. I don't know what it's Which called. book? Something with creativity? The Rick Rubin book? Yes. What's it called? It's called... I think it's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. Okay, sorry to put you everyone, on the spot. Everyone <laughs> you knows. Know the name of it. It's, it's, it's Rick Rubin's only book. People okay. will be like yelling, yeah. like, it's this. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, no, it, it does. It definitely has been um, amplified after, after reading that book, for sure. Yeah, why is that? You just tapped into some creative side? It there's because so he's a not a that I want producer. to join your book club by the way I understand okay. I understand it's mostly a, a men's book club at this point it's all a men's <laughs> book club um, but not that we I guess we could working have men w- working men in this book club walking men is actually okay. probably more accurate um, in a book club uh, when we walk around shout out to Wes Luttrell uh, the other founding member of our book club uh, but it's. It just basically is this guy who's a record producer, maybe the the greatest current living record producer, talking about his approach to creativity. And in interviews, he's talked about how he actually doesn't feel like he has a very specific technical grasp of music or instrumentation to where he's an expert at at that sort of genre-specific, or not even genre, but like music but it's more about creativity, like at a, a deeper and broader understanding of, of what a creative act and how to unlock someone's potential through a recording session might look like. And he, and he says that you can basically apply that to anything. It can apply to a business. You can apply it to designing a space, mm-hmm. different forms of um, art. But it's like the title would suggest, it is, it is a way of being in the world. Yeah, so I feel like you've been like channeling your writing again. Yeah. And that's been something that I noticed since you started reading that book. And within that, it's just there's there's something to be said about something that's beautiful for the sake of being beautiful. It it doesn't have to be it's beautiful and it generates yeah, revenue and, every quarter of blah blah of, blah. We kind of talked about that like within our city. Mm. That we wish our city had more of a focus on beauty. Because you have cities that do have a vibrant arts district. Mm-hmm. And those tend to be the places that churn out, whether they are products of art or just people who think in an artistic sort of way. And the entrepreneurs that I tend to gravitate towards have something about them that also admires and appreciates and incorporates beauty into what they do. Yeah, and I think I think that's definitely one way that I like to be creative is I like creating spaces hmm. that people feel are beautiful, but they also feel very comfortable being in. I mean, if I 
I don't know how much I can actually remember the the first time you described, you know, the coffee shop. <laughs> but but that is sort of what you did that sort of put me into another level of believing in you mm-hmm. was how well you were able to articulate what the space would feel like. And maybe that's it. Is It's that beauty, true beauty, actually makes you feel something. Right. And so when you walk into a space, and it's not just, you know, visual beauty, you feel something when the music is played a certain way, what type of music it might be, the sort of energy that you feel from the employees or the customers, um, everything about the smells. I feel like it hits you. Yeah. On all yeah. Levels. yeah. We, we've had a lot of conversations about how we incorporate this roaster in a way that the smells of roasting coffee become an appropriate part of that customer experience <laughs> and what's too much. Yeah. You know, yeah. it can get a little smoky sometimes, but I, um, yeah, for sure. think that, um, it's kind of a secret sauce of how you can be successful. I feel like with your business, there's like this level of the way you make people feel. And it can be in any sort of business, any type of business, but if it's customer facing, the way you make people feel is very important. I feel like we've transitioned into some sort of like self-help podcast or something. (laughs) I don't even know where we started. (laughs) (laughs) We were just, we wanted to talk about a little bit of of form over function and how you and I tend to try to make collaborative decisions. And when one of us feels strongly about something, how we negotiate that together. (laughs) (laughs) Defer to you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of a time where one of us, sort of bulldoze the other and we regretted it? Well, I am doing this podcast. <laughs> it wasn't, I wouldn't Speak call of the it devil. a bulldoze, but it wasn't definitely on my wish list of things to do. I love having you on the podcast. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just saying, um, decision. I'm thinking. Well, when I, I'll give you a second to think again. When I think of like when we did the coffee trailer, which was something that you wanted to do. But you really didn't. I didn't want to do it, but I did do it. Uh But I actually also don't regret it. Like I really honestly do value the experience we gained from more or less failing at that. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't bulldoze me, but you were passionate about it, and I deferred, and we, we made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, when I try and think of, like, true regrets, I don't know. Well, I, I, can't, I mean, I regret the name, having the, to change the, the honeydew. name. <laughs> yeah, I regret the name. Um, but it's a funny story now, and it's fine. Like, it, it didn't cost us that much, but... In the beginning, when you're trying to gain traction, having to change your name isn't a great thing to have happen. Yeah. Because then pe- the, the public was then very confused. Like, oh, sure. wait, is this a different shop? Which is funny now because when people hear us refer to Honeydew, they're like, what is that? You guys have always been honeymoon. What are you talking about? 
Except we, a few uh, OGs. Oh, yeah. We have a handful of friends who still have T-shirts and whatnot that they, you know, sort of flout as collector's items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hilarious. I have, a, I have a tank top that no longer fits me from when we started. Hang on to that, babe. Uh, I, I need to lose 10 pounds to fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, will not be, um, I will not be getting it dirty. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, any last thoughts on our our dynamic of wrestling through form over function? Um, no, I think I think it is a dance, and I think we've been in business now for seven years. You know, we've been together longer than that, so we're starting to get the hang of um, kind of what pushes each other's buttons and and where we can kind of defer and where we can negotiate and. I know when to ask you for certain things. And when to tell me after the fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, maybe I played too, or showed my cards you know, too early. It was like, I don't have any regrets. Even the mistakes we learned something from. So you basically have carte blanche to do whatever you want, and I'll just chalk it up to a learning I'll lesson. I'll just tell you, you're not afraid of failure. It's okay. Yeah. Look at all the things you just learned. Yeah. The only it's just an ending. <laughs> That's it. All the things that you told me. It only ends once. It only ends once. Anything that happens before that is progress. Wow, you do love me. I know. That's like I my life motto. All right. Love you. I love you too. Hey, thanks for listening to the show this week. If you'd like to learn more about Honeymoon Coffee Company, check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you'd like to submit a question for a future episode, visit honeymooncoffeeco.com forward slash podcast. This podcast was produced by Wally Opus with editing by Brooklyn Hoffeditz, music composed by Sam Cuban, and project management by me, Wesley Luttrell. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again soon.